everybody wants to be successful, and yet we all have different ideas of what that is. Finding success is the journey we embark upon to go and get what's ours. We are willing to travel down within to find our greatness buried deep inside of us. Questioning society's views and flipping the script, putting our own stamp on life. We're here because our future is within our control. Finding success is how we grab hold of what is possible. The relentless pursuit of success starts here. Welcome back to the Finding Success podcast. My name is Adam. And my name is Luke. And today is episode 18. Uh, we are Finding Success. We're here to help you break that monotony of your life and help you find your version of success. New little intro for you there, guys. That was unreal. That was unreal. Uh, as you probably have already told or already know, uh, we're missing a member today. Butson is no longer with us today. He'll be back with us tomorrow. Don't worry, he's not dead or anything. Oh, yeah. He hasn't passed away yet. He hasn't got COVID either, so don't worry. He's just uh, not here today. So today is going to be about um, a bit of a Q&A and we're going to get Luke to ask me a couple of questions. Um, obviously, trading is quite a big uh, subject in life. You know, it could be Forex, it could be, you know, there's obviously mul- multiple different platforms that you can trade from. Um, but this is going to be based on Forex. And Luke's just going to ask me a few questions and I'm going to answer to the best of my knowledge. As I've already mentioned, uh, I am not currently a profitable trader. I'm still learning, I'm still backtesting, I'm still developing. So all these questions that are coming up are going to be about the first initial year to two years of my journey and how long the journey is roughly going to take and what I'm looking for it to take for me to become consistently profitable. So uh, look far away. You ready to get into it? Yeah, let's go for it. So Adam, when did you first learn about trading and what made you interested in trading? (sighs) Um, the first time I probably learned about trading, I think is what everyone sees, is either by film or by Instagram. Yeah. Or Facebook or Twitter or YouTube. <laughs> Just social media. <laughs> yeah, basically social media. So I think I watched, um, it might have been a film called The Long Shot. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a great film, go and watch it. Um, but I sort of fell into it at the age of probably 16 or 17. Um, I sort of first established it. I, you know, I was looking at these people that were looking at charts i'm like what the hell is this yeah. it doesn't really interest me at all but i just sort of looked into it anyway and then i kind of kind of started watching um bloomberg if you know what bloomberg is it's just like a news channel <laughs> you know i've had bloomberg <laughs> no, never what? it's just a news channel basically but it's all about business right it's about okay. markets it's about um biggest movers problems of oil gold uh, companies that are going bust or companies that you know economics is, is based on econ- economics basically yeah um and i started watching that and that's heavily evolved around uh you know what is the s&p 500 doing what is the FTSE 100 doing or 250 doing it just shows you the moves throughout the day and different yeah. news and stuff like that um, and i kind of started watching that and then i sort of got into it properly around 18 when again in the previous podcast that we said my dad passed away and I was looking for different types of um, income because I wanted to generate more cash. Yeah. Obviously, I was I was working full time, but the cash that was coming in wasn't good. So I wanted to generate more money and um, sort of fell into that trap. And again, yeah. it goes through the whole cycle of, you know, you put your money into a pot because you think you're going to be the richest man on earth because Barry Biggers can do it for 10 days and he's, he's made a million pounds. It's all on, you know, across yeah. social media. And we all know that's not the case. And the people that have been there 
and, and been through that trouble and, you know, realized that you, you don't make a 10 million pounds in 10 days, it becomes a realization. And that is what we're here for. This podcast is here for as well. So actually spread the word that fake people are out there. You have to be careful. So going back when you first learned, did you ever try trading back then or? Was yeah. It just so an when idea? I, before I first started to actually get educated, yeah, I went into an options, options based trading platform. And it was just like a, it was basically a, a buy or a sell. You had an option, literally yeah. uh, up or down, and it would be one minute intervals. The candle would be one minutes, and I would buy if the candle was like sky high. Oh, sorry, I'd sell if the candle was sky high, and I'd buy if the candle was was low. And I just sort of made a bit of money off that. And then, as you do, you know, you get a bit ballsy. But you had no knowledge of how to trade Absolutely or anything nothing. back then. Absolutely nothing. So it was almost like throwing money down the toilet. Exactly, because what happened? I went broke. And as as the this, this statistic goes. 90% of traders lose 90% of their capital in the first 90 days of trading. And I lost all of my capital in the first 10 days of trading. So so how did you manage to build that courage up or whatever you want to call it to be able to do it again, knowing that you've lost money on it before? I think because it was a genuine interest for me and the love was there. When I was sitting there and just looking at the markets, I know a lot of people find that boring. And yeah. if you find that boring, it's not right for you. You know, you yeah. shouldn't be doing it. But I found love in doing that. I enjoyed doing that. It was I was passionate about it, and that is why. That is why I wanted to do it again, and I was always drawn back to the same system, the same educator, or the same process, or you know, it was always something drawing me back to that same thing. And it, it took me, you know, a multiple of years to get back into it. You know, yeah. three years it took me from losing my money to going back into trading and wanting to do it properly. You know, it was a long process. I didn't just go oh, next day later. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to do it again. You know, I, I realized that I'd, I'd gone wrong and I've, I've messed up and I wanted to start again. Right, okay. So it's just, I think it's just love, love for the markets. It has to be. Sounds good. Um, yeah. So to go along with that a little bit, have you had any doubts now whilst you're learning to trade? As in doubts on my journey? Like yeah. I'm, I'm taking the right process. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, you know, it's hard. As I said before, you know, people who look on social media and see that trading, you, you can make a million pounds in 10 days. And it's, it, is, it is very realistic. You probably can. But you, your, your account has to be a million pounds, two million pounds, three million pounds for yeah. it to make that money back. You know, it's, it's not just you, you can't, can't make it. From, 250 pounds. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So, you know, when, when I've been getting up early in the morning, you know, my routine is I wake up at five or I'm sometimes half four. I'll get to the charts at five. Um, and I'll work till seven, then I'll go to work. Yeah. The half eight till half five-ish job, come home, cook dinner, do the washing, play with the dog, you know, do the standard daily chores. And then get to the, get to the desk around 7.30, leave at nine, walk the dog, come back, and then continue to trade until I feel absolutely dead, and then do it all again the next day. So do you find that routine helps you build your confidence, knowing that you're doing the right thing? Or... I don't know if it helps build confidence, but the results build confidence. Yeah. So seeing the process, granted, you know, you, all I'm doing is I'm waking up early as day and going to bed late as night. And the process and doing that is, is very hard because you're not seeing any results. Yeah. And obviously the only reason I'm doing that is because I'm back testing the strategy. But once I've got all those results from that strategy in a spreadsheet and I've worked it out and I can tell you if it's profitable, if it's not profitable, um, you know, where certain times of certain days best to trade or where it isn't um, what sort of candle we need to look out for so on and so forth that is where the comfort comes from 
yeah. because doing that pair by pair, obviously we have different currency pairs in Forex. Um, so going from currency pair as in, you know, the pound dollar to um, the New Zealand dollar, I can tell you that this one works for me or this one doesn't work for me. Yeah. So I can chuck it out and, and then trade it if I need to or not trade if I don't need to. So that's, that is where my confidence comes from. Right, okay. I'm guessing also having the right mentor as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm very lucky. Uh, my educator is unbelievable. There's not just one, there's three. Um, yeah. And they have a massive community as well. And the community is worldwide. So I think having a community that is there for you is very important. And that is what we're trying to do here in Finding Success. We're yeah. trying to generate a community for like-minded people who just want to find success. You know, we're not <clears throat> in any way shape or form fixated on one journey you know success no. is a multiple multiple multitude of different journeys and defining success is obviously everyone has their own difference yeah it's all in the eye of the beholder exactly exactly so but <clears> we <throat> we here at finding success think that there's not one definitive journey however people who have done that before who have taken the steps who have reached your goals that is who you need to be looking for, and that is what I've done. And obviously, my mentors uh, have done that, and they're very yeah. successful. Was it quite a long process to find your mentors, or was it something where you found them and then you just knew it was a one straight away? I was lucky. I was lucky. I fell into um, I fell into listening to a podcast, and that podcast who happened to be a mentor that I work with today. Yeah, and he is like he's night and day compared to other mentors that I've looked into and obviously we all say you know research your mentors and I have to I had to yeah because there's one person um, I went to like a free trading workshop and I turned up there and I thought I was gonna, I was gonna walk out and I was gonna be the next um what's that geezer for Wolf on Wall Street what's his name Jordan Belford yeah that's one, I was yeah. gonna be the next Jordan <laughs> Belford you know I was gonna be rolling yachts and cars and money and it just it's not the case you know and you turn up there thinking that you're gonna learn something where actually he's just talking a load of rubbish and yeah. you know that was one realization well that company is rubbish i'm not going with them they're just money driven yeah. and all they want to do is get you through and out that door so that they've generated their three and a half four five grand over three days and you think you know everything and you don't because trading is not a three-day process it's a three four five ten year process yeah it's not overnight and did you go into learning to trade thinking like this or what that it was it going to be a long process <clears throat> a long or? process or like you thought or you knew it was going to be a long process, but you wasn't too sure on how long the process would actually be. I thought it was going to take me a year. <clears throat> I thought this time, the first time I, I like, again, signing up to um, that options platform. Yeah. Going right back, I thought it was going to take me like 10 days. Like I really did. And then once I lost my money, I thought, well, hang on a minute. I can make, uh, I made a hundred pound, which is nothing, but I made it from a tenner, which is m mad. Yeah, and then back then you think that's yeah. So I thought, well, you know, if I can do it from a grand, and I'll be, I'll be ten grand. Yeah, that is not the case. Um, so initially, when I went into this educator, and they they sort of sit you down and, and take you through the process of of how long it's going to take and what you need to put in on the work you need to put in. Yeah, then it hits you hard. Like they're talking eighteen months, two years, five years. You know, there's a person on the platform um, in the community. Sorry, and she's been working her absolute ass off. But she's been going for two years, just solid back testing, and that is not learning how to trade. That's not reading price or candlesticks or different strategies or anything like that. That is just back testing two years. Well, so you know, it 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 is time dependent on the person that you are. But yeah. I didn't think it would take this long. No. And did that create any doubt on your journey? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because the thing is, if you're not passionate, 
And at the start, you know, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do this because yeah. I didn't really have any experience. You know, a- apart from the hundred pound that I lost, that is the only experience I had. And, you know, actually sitting down and going, wow, you know, have I really got to put two, three years into this journey? But I almost look at it as a hobby now. I actually enjoy right, working okay. hard and grafting. You know, that's not a trouble for me. I can happily do that day yeah. in, day out. And, uh, and I enjoy it. Someone who doesn't enjoy it is going to find that very discouraging because, you know, they're, they're putting all this time and effort in and they're not getting any results. It's just like someone that goes, likes going for a run. You know, if, 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 you're, if you're a big boy, you know, you're a big lad, you're quite chubby and fat and you hate running, then you're going to do it and you're going to feel a bit, oh, well, that wasn't really for much because I didn't see the results straight away. Yeah. But if you're a big lad and you discover running for the first time and you're not, you're not looking for results, you're looking for fun and freedom and enjoyment, it becomes easier. And when it becomes easier, the process and the journey becomes easier. And the weight that you've you started at and the, the runs that you've done, you start losing weight left, right and centre and you go, hang on a minute, I'm doing this process. I'm going for this run. It's lost me loads of weight, but I'm not looking to lose weight. I'm looking to enjoy it. And that's what yeah. I'm doing. The losing the weight is the benefit. You just start enjoying the process of it all. And, and that's, that's for me for trading. You know, the benefit is going to be the speculation slash freedom, financial freedom that it's going to bring me. But the yeah. enjoyment is from turning up every day and, and doing it. But the end goal is to get to that financial freedom. You, you, you do hear that a lot from successful people, though, don't you? Like They say, you've got to enjoy what you do, otherwise you'll never see any outcome from it. 100%. 100%. It's, it's like, I find it hard with some people <clears throat> who are marketers or you know people who don't actually enjoy their job, they're just looking for the cash. Yeah. And you can see that from certain people and certain aspects of people's lives where they've just, they're just pumping out content and they're not putting any effort into it or, you know, they're not really, they're not really working hard enough to generate content. It's just there because they have to. Yeah. Stuff like recording a podcast, you know, stuff like meeting you guys week in, week out and, and chatting about our problems and having unaccountability sessions and, you know, coming up with ideas. That's what I enjoy. And if I didn't enjoy it, I'd turn up here and I'd be like slumped over and like not happy. But because I'm here and I'm enjoying it and I'm passionate, it's easy for me to just, just turn up and do it. And yeah. And I think that's the same with any successful person. No matter what field you're going into, if you're going into running, if you're going into trading, if you're going into being the next, I don't know, uh, Usain Bolt, for instance, you know, yeah. because he loves it, it's easy. Yeah. It's really easy. If, if you absolutely hate running, but you, you can be the fastest kid on earth and you turn up to train and you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. You know, you're not going to enjoy it and you're not going to be the fastest because you're not putting the effort in. No. But the, the kid who, you know, puts the effort in around the corner, he might be at the back of the grid. Because he's working twice as hard as you are and he's working to build his speed up, then he's going to overtake you. And yeah. you're going to be like, well, what's the point of me doing this? And you've done it for a year and that's it. You go and do something else. So like on a little side thing, do you believe whatever you put out into the universe, say, it always comes back and gives back? Within helping people, yeah. Or just in general? So just like, in general. Like say, um, well, yeah, we'll go for helping people. Like say if you're kind to someone one day, Maybe somewhere down the line you might be struggling, and then again, it ha- you have to be careful with that though, because there's sometimes that people will just message you out the blue saying, uh, "You know, I need your help," and you help them, and then the next day they'll they'll do the exact same thing and text you, "I need your help," and you help them again. There's an, obviously it's a favor, and so many favors add up to yeah. a favor, so you have to add up and go, "What am I going to get in return?" Well, there's two processes here. If it's a friend or family and you, you, you help them move house or something, and they go, well, you know, you've got to help me for move my house, and that's fine. But if it's a community that you're putting content out to and helping people grow... Bit of a fine line to... It's, it's close. But what you're doing is you're exchanging 
it it's it's hard, but you, you all you want to do is help people grow and be passionate and yeah. become successful. And that is why we started this. Is because yes, you know, you have to be careful with helping people because there's only so much free content and free information you can give someone. You know, my education isn't free. No. I have to pay for it and it's expensive, you know. But you have to understand that people are looking for the, the next free thing. And sometimes that's quite hard for people to understand. You know, nothing is free in life. But people who are very interested in becoming successful are happy to pay for that process. You've got to almost find the value in what you're willing to pay for. Exactly. You know, it, it, it's just like, for instance, a football player. You know, someone from Luton Town might be rubbish or something. And, you know, Arsenal paid like £10 for him. But, you know, Luton, Luton Town might buy him back for 100, 100 grand or something. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. the value that Arsenal have taught him is mad and they're yeah. going to get that in return in training. That's true. So it's a very <clears throat> fine line. But I, I, I do believe in helping people and it will come back to me one day. I completely agree. I do, I do agree with that. But there's a fine line, yeah. whether it's friends, whether it's family or whether it's clients. Right, okay. And then so going on to family and friends. Have you found your process of waking up early? Because I'm guessing you must go to sleep early to be able to get up at that time. Uh, 10, 11 o'clock, yeah. Right, okay. Have you found it's impacted on any relationships in your life? Yeah, I do. So, obviously, I moved away from where I lived um, for my day job. Don't know why I've done that, but stupid, really. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. But I moved away because, you know, at, at that time, my value, my day job was quite high. Yeah. And now I'm onto this new journey. It's different, you know. I've left my friends behind from where I'm from, and I don't see them as much as I'd like to. Um, and it's a fine line between. Well, let's let's go back. It all depends on who you are as a person. Right. If you're a very sociable person, you need friends. <laughs> social, being sociable is high on your values list. Yeah. So you need to go out and see friends. You need to go for a pint. You need to go and chat for a meal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Being sociable on my list isn't so high. Like my values, is, it, it, it's not the highest thing. Right, you know, health, right. wealth, and most importantly, family are up there for me. Yeah. Now, family being very small because I've got a very small family, so I, I don't spend a lot of time with them, but they're still high on my values list. Whereas friends isn't so high. Yeah. So yes, I had to detach from a lot of my friends and from a lot of my family to start my journey. But because I'm very confident in what I'm doing and I'm, I enjoy the process, that is not a problem for me. And right, again, okay. because it's low on my values list and I'm not trying to be horrible to my friends or to my family, but because I'm trying to pick my values very carefully and I have done and I've laid them out in a certain order, I'm working through that order. Yeah. And at the moment, I'm at the one, two, three. You know, I'm not going to say what they are, but I'm at the one, two, one, two, three and I'm working for that to generate so I can move on to three and four. It goes down the list in my opinion. This is my opinion, by the way. So I'm working on one and two, three, and four and five is something that at a later date can happen. You know? Yeah. So I'm I'm all my time is going into one, two, three. Four, five is when I have the spare time that I've I've calculated in my calendar. Right. So to answer your question, yeah. I've had to close a lot of friends off. But at the same time, if they're true friends and if your family truly loves you, you know five, ten years down the line, when you're further on in your journey and you've got that free time, yeah. you know that they'll still be there for you. Again, it's hard because some people, for instance, if, if I do have a friend who has a very, very high social aspect of their life, then they think that I'm ignoring them. 
Yeah. But if their value is very similar to mine and they understand that the journey that I'm taking and the time it's taken for me, it, it's different. They kind of understand what I'm doing and how it's working. So they go, oh, okay, you know, I understand what he's doing and I'll leave him to his journey. And when he's ready, he'll come back to me and I'll go back to him when I'm ready. Yeah. So it'll, again, it depends on your friend and family member, really. So to go more into the trading aspect, say yeah. if I was to get into trading, how would you suggest going about it? Any tips? The first thing that people do wrong when getting into trading is not having any money. Right. Because if you don't have any money to go trading with, then what's the point of doing it? You know, yeah. trading is it's a trading speculation, you know. So you've got passive income, which is anywhere from zero to ten percent. Okay, and that's like investing in stocks, um, you know, small, uh, big blue chip companies like like Apple, you know, yeah. it, 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 it generates a steady return. Then you've got the sort of medium to small cap stock, which is like penny stocks, which is a bit more speculation. You know, that's like, I don't know, your Johnson & Johnson or, that's quite a big company actually, um, your, I don't know, your Wells Fargo Bank or, you know, your Cadbury's Cream Egg Chocolates or something. I don't know. It's, it's just a smaller company. Yeah. And then it goes into speculation, which is the final point of the tier, which is high end. Right. Okay. So if you build that triangle upside down, for instance, if you start with speculation, you've got no money to feed the rest of your triangle. It's going to be very, very weak. Imagine a pyramid upside down. It's just going to fall over, isn't it? Yeah. But if you establish a steady base, you've got a cash buffer and you've got passive investments that are returning you 7% to 10% a year. You then go up to another next level and you then go, you've got um, small to medium-sized stocks. And then you go into speculation that finally generates you that final cash that you can have. Yeah. That's what you need to do. So you need to generate... Number one, a cash buffer first. Yeah. Number two, you need cash to go into education. Then you need to invest in lower, mid, high cap stocks. And then finally, you can then go about learning to trade. So is this the same process you went through as well? Exactly. If you, if you start the other way around, like I did initially, I started the other way around. I started with my, my pyramid being upside down. I wanted to be in that speculation level yeah. without having, having any other money. You know, all I was going to do is just go into it and look at the education because it's very expensive and go, well, I'm skint now because I've spent all education. I can't learn to trade. I can't invest or I can't do anything. Or I don't have any passive investments. Yeah. So. So we're at the stage now. So we've got our cash buffer, say six month cash buffer. Yep. Um, we've got our education. We're doing that for eight months to a year yeah and you feel confident enough in your strategy say yeah how much money would you say you need to actually start investing you can, you can start trading market you can start forex 100 quid 50 quid whether you will see returns is a different story but you can start with with nothing you really can yeah but there's no point in doing that because your passive investments are going to make the money that you're, you're putting into that it's pointless so uh, again, I believe in the way that the prop firms do it. And if you haven't ever a, a proprietary firm, basically it's like um, it's a company or a bank. And what they do is they give you, I don't know, 10 grand to start off with. Yeah. And then once you've done six months and you generated a decent amount of return, they then give you 50 grand. And obviously the more money you have, the bigger the money that you get in return. 10% of, of 50 grand, 20% of 50 grand, 30, 40, and so on. Then they go up again into 100 grand and a million and 2 million and 5 and 10 and so on. So I think personally, I think you need a minimum of a grand. 
to start off right. with, a minimum. Reason being is because mindset. If you start with 50 quid, majority of people were happy to lose 50 quid. Yeah. If you start with 500 quid, you're getting there to, to a certain degree in the person and the type of person that you are. But yeah. you, you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be too bad about losing 500 quid. If you put a grand, two grand, five grand in, mindset becomes a big part. And if your mindset isn't correct, you will lose all that money straight away because you're, you're so concentrated on not losing money that you will then cut trades early. Yeah. Cut stop losses early. You know, you won't let the trade run on. You think, oh, it's the weekend. I'm going to cut and pull that trade. You won't stick to your, your strategy and you'll become very, very money scarce. And you'll right, be thinking okay. that, you know, I'm losing money. I've got to cancel it because I don't want to lose anymore. That's what happens when you put in too much money. So it becomes a point of there's, there's too much, there's too little. I think a grand is where the correct sort of mindset you need to be. And then when you've got, when you've got that confident mindset, when you've got that, you know, I'm, I'm happy trading a grand. Yeah. Then you can give yourself five grand. And then when you've got that five grand and you can do it confidently, you can do, oh, I'll go 10 grand and more and more and more. As your account builds, it becomes easier yeah. because it's just a normal process. But giving yourself a grand is a nice, decent platform to start off with, in my opinion. So for like, say like, obviously everyone in the UK earn different amount of money. Yeah. And a thousand pound might be a lot less to some people and a thousand pound might be a lot more. Yeah. So would, would you say work out as a percentage of Absolutely not. your earning? No. I'll just stick with that. Stick with that. You, you, again, if, if, you're, if your passive investments are paying off more than what anyone else's are, start with 10 grand. If 10 grand is not a lot of money to you, start with 10 grand. Yeah. But you need to build that triangle the correct way. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. In my opinion, this is my opinion again, but I think you need to have those passive investments that have a decent amount of money in 10, 20, 30 grand before you can move up to the next level. Because if you, if you build it upside down, it's just not going to work. It's almost like building a safety net. Exactly, yeah. If the speculation doesn't work for you, again, that's why I said you can put a grand into it. If you've done all your back testing, you know, and you've done it properly and you've sat down and you've put your money management spreadsheet sorted in front of you, and you know, how to increase or decrease the percentage that you're trading, then there's no reason why you should fail. Yeah. There isn't. If you've done it right, there's no reason why you should fail because trading is the only business you can actually go out and spend no money before you can find out if you can make money or not. And it's true. Right. You, you, if you buy a shop, you have to buy a shop. Yeah. You have to buy all the contents to go in the shop. You have to do everything else. Trading, you don't even have to spend a penny. Granted, you might have to buy some software and a laptop and some education, but that's it. Once yeah. you've got a strategy that works and you know it generates money, it's free. It's easy. We're now profitable. We're, we're actually a profitable trader. Yeah. So the money that you are earning from your trades, yeah. what do we do with it? Do we reinvest it? Do we, do we leave it in the account? So again, <clears throat> this is all a personal preference to you. Um, for me, you need to rebalance. And I do that even with my passive investments. My whole portfolio, I will rebalance. So when you say rebalance, what do you mean by So rebalance? basically, say if um, the S&P at the moment, which it is, is very overvalued, okay? We're above 20% average mean on what we should be, okay? We're 20% higher than what we currently should be in the standard 7 to 10% growth per year, right? Yeah. So, for instance, I need to sell some positions in the S&P 500 to rebalance it into stocks, bonds, shares, and my speculation portfolio. So if I've had a mega year in trading, okay, I've made 100K, I only expected to make 50. What I will do is I'll 
take some of that profit, put into my pathi- passive, put into my medium, large, mid-cap stocks, yep. and then leave the rest <clears throat> in, that pro- in that portfolio for it to grow. So you're always rebalancing your portfolio. You never leave it in one big chunk and, and right, okay. con- continue. Again, eventually, once you've rebalanced everything, and it, again, it's all dependent on what your processes and your money management spreadsheet works out and you know how you deal with stuff like that. But yeah. for me, I was on a solid background passive investments and you know living life passively is the end goal for me because passive means financially free i don't have to work okay so you believe putting it back into somewhere to keep making money rather than say someone might say oh yeah i've made a thousand pounds this week i'll go spend 500 pounds on a new bag yeah it's pointless to me that is absolutely pointless why would you why would you go make a grand and then spend half of it that is that is the absolute stupidest thing i've ever heard to do and I can bet you people do that. Yeah. I know people do that. You know, people will go to the casino, they'll win 10 grand, then they'll spend eight grand of it on a new car. You know, but they, they don't invest it. Yeah. You know, they'll just spend it. Whereas if you, if you do have a speculation, you know, crypto, for instance, is stupid at the moment. Everyone thinks that they're crypto gods, but it's not <laughs> the case. All right. Um, but, you know, people who do that and generate absolutely massive amounts of income, they spend it on like that um stupid cars and houses that they don't need and then they've got no money to make any more money because they've spent it all yeah so they've gone from their 100 grand in profit they've spent 80 grand of it and they started their trading account with 20 grand they've now got 20 grand from where they start again and they have to build it all up again because again you know eight percent or sorry 25 percent or 30 percent a year return on 20 grand it's okay but 20 percent on 100 grand well now you're talking some money yeah, you know, you're talking an extra twenty grand, so you've just doubled your. Well, you've started what you you started trading off in the first place. So I think you should once you've rebalanced your portfolio again, it will just continue to grow. And if it's your day job is full time <coughs> trader, you're going to need a lot more money than hundred grand, that's for sure. But if it's your day job, it's it's easy to do. Yeah, you you know how to rebalance your portfolio. So we've had the profitable side. So let's say. You're non-profitable, but you've gone into it thinking your strategy works. Yeah. Where do you go from? Do you be like a bull in a china shop to try and head down, keep thinking it's going to come to you? Or So this, this is quite hard to talk about because this, um, this is some expensive material that you guys are getting for free. So basically, if you developed a strategy, you know your max drawdown. And a max drawdown is, for instance, how many trades you can lose in a row. Yeah. So... If you've allowed yourself 20%, okay, say you're saying a percent per trade. So that's 20 trades that you've lost in a row or over a certain period of time. Yeah. If that is your maximal max allowance in drawdowns, okay, you've 20% of your account is gone, then you're going to stop and you're going to reevaluate your system. Right. If you don't do that, then you don't have a strategy and you don't have a plan. And it's as simple as that. It is literally the, the question is that is that is it. If you if you if if you go into trading and lose all your money, your strategy and your plan is not true. You need to go back to the drawing board. Is there anything you can potentially see in your back test? Anything to see if your strategy is going to work, or do, do you think you could sort of fool yourself to believe in that it will eventually work when you start trading? So again, the only no, the only way I know it's going to work is the results that I've I've collected. Um, and I've gone back a long, a long time. I've, I'm done. Well, my sample size again. Uh, for people who don't know, it's the amount of trades that you're doing. For instance, 
if you're trading on the four hour time frame, the opportunities are quite high. You know, you get a candle every four hours. Yeah. And the markets trade 24, 24 hours a day, five days a week. Okay. Saturday, Sunday is the only time they're closed. So you have a lot of opportunities to generate some, some profits here. I'm trading the daily. Okay. So I get one candle per day. That's five candles per week. Okay. So it's a little less. Um, I don't have to be at the charts so often. Okay. Right, okay. It's a bit less easier. It's easier for me to do. Right. Um, so the only reason I know my my profit my strategy is profitable is by the results on my backtesting. That is it. Yeah. And I know that because I'm doing backtesting. If you went on YouTube, for instance, and you typed in profitable strategy and you took it and you just didn't backtest it, you didn't look at any results, you didn't understand how to enter and exit trades, you just took that, put it on a platform and started to, to use it, you wouldn't know if it's going to make money or lose money. Yeah. You wouldn't have a clue. But because I've sat down and I've took the time in backtesting, I've gathered all the results from all the different pairs and my starting capital and what I'm going to make, and what my max drawdown is, uh, the expectancy, the profit factor, the net pips. And pips is, you know, different point. We'll get into that another day. <laughs> it's gone straight off my head exactly, already. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. But it, 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 I know it's going to work because I've sat down and I've backtested. Yeah. That's as simple as that. So obviously you've got how many losses? Your max, my max drawdown is twenty percent. Um, <clears throat> do you have a moment where, if you're getting close to that, you start not trusting your strategy system? Yeah, it's very very common that people. <clears throat> funny story, so in the community this week, someone went in, started live, and they went straight into a drawdown like straight into losses, okay? Yeah. And they, they know because they've back-tested it and it's in their system that they can do six losses before they, ha- they make another one, okay? She got to five, then she won, all right? So imagine that, doing five trades and losing, losing, losing. You're going, oh, mate, you know, I'm getting close on max drawdown yeah. now. But because the system and the belief that you're, you know that your system is generated and you've generated it and you know it works because it's worked in the past. Yeah. Okay. And grinder past performance doesn't represent future performance, but it's more than likely going to. Yeah. If you do go past that, you go past the 20%, you know, I've hit that and I've lost my money. I have to stop immediately. I have to stop and look where I've gone wrong. Okay. That could be a change in the market situation. We could be in a massive, Housing market crash like 2007, 2008, 2009. You know, there, there's points that it does change recession, COVID, so on and so forth. But because I've gone over so many periods of that, I've started from 2005. So I've gone just before the housing market crash. Yeah. Then I've gone all the way through that. Um, then I've gone into the COVID as well. So I kind of understand how it's going to perform in different market conditions. Right. Okay. So, like, say you're, you've got the, like say your drawdown and yeah. you've figured out your strategy is not profitable. Yeah. Is it a f- case of reworking the full thing or is it just little tweaks you normally have to make? So I haven't actually been to that point yet um, because developing the strategy, granted I've had failures in the past and they've failed during backtesting. Yeah. But because it failed during backtesting, I don't even look at it. You know, I've added filters and filters are different things and different options that we can do to try and make the strategy work. But because I've added the filters that I wanted to and it's, it doesn't work for me, then I'm not going to use it. It doesn't mean that it's not going to work for someone, someone else, yeah. but it's, it's not going to work for me. 
But the strategy that I'm developing now, because I know it works, and I've I've hit if if I do hit that drawdown, there's going to be something wrong in something that I'm doing. You know, I could be putting a decimal place in the wrong position. Right. I, okay. I could be doing something wrong to ham- hamper my my efforts. Yeah. And I know that because that's me. I'm doing it because I know in my back testing it's worked. Right. Okay. Granted, you have to always develop an edge. An edge is something in the market that always give us a profitable expectancy. You know, we're always going to be ahead in some point. Right. And every year you have to review your trades and look where you've done and and spot different changes in the market and they do happen. You know, price moves in a different way every single time. Yeah. Okay. Moves are very very similar, but year on year price changes. You know, the market volatility can change. For instance, during the summer the market doesn't really move as much as it would do in the winter because all the traders, the big institutional investors go away for some holidays. So like August, really, really quiet for trading. But September, when they all come back in the office, it goes up and down like a yo-yo. But I can see that in my back testing. So I know that. Right. A lot, a lot (laughs) of, uh, a lot of information taken, that's for sure. So, the thing is, like, with your back testing, I know from your experience, it takes a long time to yeah. go through it. For me, it does. There, there's people on the platform that have been doing it for six months and they're now live trading. So it's all personal preference. And... It is, yeah. Some people can, can go into back testing and do it within six months and that's it. They could be live trading live and being consist- consistently profitable. Back to back, you know, that they're, they're hitting their rules, they're hitting their systems. And a guy has done it, you know, he, he's... He's been funded by um, a prop firm and he's trading live and he's, you know, he's, he's reeking the rewards. But, but that's because he's trading the system that suits him. I.e., he can sit yeah. his laptop day to day. He doesn't have to go to work because you know, he's sold his company or he's got his passive investments coming in that are quite large that he doesn't have to go to work for. You know, his house is paid for, so on and so forth. He can do it day to day. Whereas me, I'm still going to work. You know, I've, I've got to reduce my market volatility i have to do a day-to-day candle because i can't be at the charts every five minutes so yeah. there's certain people that can and certain people that can't it's all dependent on what you are and how you are as a person and it, there's true there's no fixed way there is no fixed strategy that everyone can do that's going to work for them it, it just isn't you know I, i'm a morning person you're not yeah. a morning person. No, I, hate, I hate morning so if if a candlestick <clears throat> it, it's not true you know it doesn't work but if a candlestick was to arrive at eight o'clock in the morning it doesn't but if it did yeah then i'd be there and you, you'd be in bed uh yeah so because it doesn't work for you you can't trade it but there's another system that will so it's yeah. all dependent on the person the personality that you have and are right okay and um so with the markets do you have like any fantasies with it as in, as in, what do you mean? That sort of, why, why do I love it? Yeah. Do you know what? There's no, there's no wrong or right answer for this. The only reason I love it is, it's just because I enjoy spending my time doing it. And there's friends, I've got friends that say, you know, why don't you come out and, and go for a pint? Or why don't you come and, you know, chill out? Or, you know, why don't you go and have a beer or go out for dinner with us or do anything? Yeah. And the reason is, you know, they enjoy that. They enjoy going for a pint. They enjoy going for dinner. They enjoy, you know, playing snooker or around in Mackey's car park or, you know, whatever. I enjoy looking at the markets. Yeah. You know, for instance, I enjoy doing judo, but a lot, a lot of other people don't. You know, they don't like being thrown on their backs and strangled and their arms and legs trying to be broken. But I enjoy that, <laughs> you know. It sounds weird, but it's true. So, you know, again, it, it's just a personal preference. And 
people, the, 2020 was the biggest year of retail investors that went into the market. Yeah. And that's because everyone was sitting at home doing nothing. But guarantee you, half of those people that are into the market are now back out of it because number one, they didn't enjoy it, or number two, they lost their money. Right. So, like, so to go back to the start, it's like learn to trade. Yeah. How long would you say to give yourself, say, say if you go into it and you don't truly love it, how long would you say to give yourself? You, you'll know within a week. I'm telling you, you'll know within a week. Easy. If you, if you wake up at five o'clock in the morning and you roll out of bed and you're like, do you know what? I'm running back into bed. I don't want to be asked looking at a chart. Yeah. It's not for you. And it's simple. But if you jump out of bed because you love going for a run, running's for you. Yeah. It's very, very simple. Very, very simple. You do what you enjoy. Okay. You can make a business out of anything that you enjoy. You know, for, like you said, selling watches or clothes or anything like that, you can make a business out of that. If you really, truly enjoy it, and it's really what you want to be in lot in your life. You know, you want to be an influencer. You want to be a sports person. If that's what you were born to do, that's what you're going to do. And it's easy to do that. That's it. I think that's quite a nice ending to finish on as well there, Dodds. I agree with that. I agree with that. Thank you very much. So uh, if you like that episode, uh, please like, review, subscribe. You know, we're all on the YouTube, on the, on the Instagram. Um, hit us up, give us a DM, give us a message. Email us if you've got any questions. Um, I'd like to thank you. Uh, I'd like to thank Slabhead for stepping on this episode. I, Luke, um, you know, for stepping for Butson. Um, but for, yeah, guys, I hope you all enjoyed it. Go back to episode one if you haven't already and get involved with us and take care. Success is available for everyone, so why should you settle for less?